The following is a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll interject. Hi, and welcome to The Bike Goes On. This is Brian Casey with Sandra Bernstein. How are you doing, Sandra? Hey, Brian. Good. How are you? Doing good. We actually had a fun concept and show this week where we um, are, are, I guess you call it brother podcast, uh, The Winemakers, had Jennifer Reichardt on from oh, Raft that's Wines. that's cute because you usually call us the sister. I, right, I exactly. Yeah, very cute. <laughs> so and actually, does that say something about the winemakers being brotherly and the food is sisterly no just i think it's just because generally we were all boys and you're a girl and you're on the the bike goes on right yeah. so it, it, it got as it's as simple as that okay, i don't think it went perfect. it went beyond that at all yeah. okay so go back um, to your brotherly yeah so so we had jennifer um Reichart and her she was raised in petaluma on a duck farm and i was also raised in Petaluma and I'm very familiar, especially um, working in restaurants my entire life um, with the Liberty Ducks and with Sonoma County Poultry. And so we thought, let's invite her dad on. So her dad got to sit in for her show that we had on the winemakers. And we thought, why don't we have him on The Bike Goes On? We'll talk about ducks and and Petaluma. And then we'll have Jennifer sit in too. And maybe she can chime in every now and then about what it was like um, growing up surrounded by ducks. Yeah. So, uh, Jim and Jennifer, welcome to the show. Well, thanks for having us. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, we're. How long have you been raising ducks in Petaluma, or has your family been raising ducks in Petaluma? Well, my my family's got the oldest duck farm in the United States. It was started by my great grandfather in 1901. Wow. Um, oddly enough, and most people don't realize this, he was raising chickens in Petaluma prior to that in the, in the 1890s um, on McNear Hill, so above the bowling alley, for those of you well, that's what familiar to Those Petaluma. of us that grew up in Petaluma were known as the, you know, the chicken and egg capital of the world, mm-hmm. so everyone mm-hmm. talks about chickens in Petaluma, but not everyone talks about ducks. Right. Well, you know, we, my, my great-grandmother wanted to get back to the city because there was more of her community there, and so they, they moved back in, and they were in the Outer Mission, and then ultimately South San Francisco, and then in 58 came back to Petaluma. Uh, and the primary reason was because there was an established poultry community there. There were feed mills. There were, we had been eminent domained off of our last property. So having by, a community. By who? Um, it's where El Camino High School is right now. Oh, wow. Oh, my goodness. So. Wasn't even a road? Yeah, no, there was a lot there already. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean the eminent. Uh, I, I usually they what usually they take it take over like to the highway. Right. Oh, I but see. They took like the whole property for a school. For a high school, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. But can you imagine a duck farm in South San Francisco <laughs> yeah. at this point? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you know, we wanted to come up. Well, they needed to go to a place that was had the proper environment for ducks, and I by that I mean weather and everything, and so. Ducks are much cooler temperature animals than, say, chickens are. And so it wouldn't have worked as well or you end up having to artificially heat and chill them. But Petaluma or Half Moon Bay is actually pretty equal weather situations. Mm. Um, But came to Petaluma because of the the poultry environment, the feed stores and the community. And nobody would get all freaked out about having a duck farm there because there were chicken farms everywhere. Right. When ducks are, are they eating the same thing that chickens are eating for the most part? Similar, similar. It's a corn diet, um, which is appropriate for ducks as opposed to for some people have issues 
feeding corn and grains to cows. Yeah. But for ducks, it is an appropriate feed. And there's other mixtures in it. There's there's different, there's other grains and stuff. But did, did you know as a young boy or a man that you were going to follow your family's footstep? Um, my parents always told us that we could not work on the farm. I mean, we worked on the farm throughout growing right, up. Chores and However, um, there were only two duck farms west of the Mississippi in those days. And if we went out like in the 60s, it was reasonably close to not surviving. If all you knew how to do was duck farm, there wasn't any place You're down screwed. the road to go. <laughs> yes. So... The all, skills are non-transferable. <laughs> right. So the um, so my brother, sister, and I all went left because I got a degree in architecture and was working in that world, and then ultimately came back. Um, I always assumed I'd probably come back when my father retired, but then I was actually called back in prior to that, and it didn't take um, too much convincing to get yeah. me to do it. Yeah, very cool. Well, why? Why? I mean, the re- the the fact that there's only two duck farms at that point what did you say that were that were west of the mississippi what i don't understand that because i mean i've always worked in restaurants where we serve what year what year is that that would have been in the 60s and 70s but what is it about duck that's so different than chickens that people aren't and this i'm guilty of this as well and it wasn't until recently that i think oliver's market started actually making duck legs that were in the frozen food section that people could actually, you know, pop duck into their oven at home. But what is it that, where was the disconnect that was so different about chickens and ducks that people just weren't making it on an everyday basis in their homes? Um, Chickens kind of lend themselves more to a commodity market, if you will. Mm. And there's just a lot more of them being pushed out and people could cook them easier. I happen to think ducks are pretty easy to cook, but you know that may be because I've been cooking them for a long time. Yeah. So um, people bring a chicken home and roast it and have it for Sunday dinner, you know, in the old days. But but duck was always sort of a, a specialty product. It was go out, celebrate an anniversary, have a birthday. Um, our biggest seasons right now are still Valentine's and New Year's. Yeah. You know. Well, wow, not okay. Valentine. Oh, interesting. It's. Because now the New Year's is kind of, instead of the old days where it used to be go out and get drunk, now you go to a restaurant and, and have a nice dinner and go home. And then you know. get drunk. Sure. <laughs> I'm not against that part, but, you know, I, the culture changed a little bit, at least here, you know, locally where I'm selling. So the demand on New Year's is, is really high. Do you think possibly that, you know, children's books, I would, I would think that ducks are treated like more human to animal than chickens? We well, think his kids are going and feeding the ducks at the yeah, at Howarth like, Park I mean, or maybe, something. That maybe they're... that's why it was slow. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't see any reason. I mean, well, Asian culture, which I mean, we've got yeah. one of the biggest Chinatowns yeah. here, uh, right? In, in San Francisco. Yeah, I mean, Philadelphia too. I mean, right. We, I mean, duck is a major staple, right? Yeah, in the diet. totally. Yeah. And that's where my family's, market is is into chinatown so yeah in I, philly? I sort of grew up no here no, in San no, no, okay i was gonna be like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> so i sort of grew up you know between petaluma and chinatown um i personally blame the downfall of people eating duck at home on the long island duck farms oh. um they had a cooperative back there and you know back when the the usda got in and said okay you all have to use a 
not deliver live anymore, you have to actually have a, a USDA inspected plant. They, all the small farmers got together and did the Long Island Co-op. Well, that gave them a fair amount of numbers and then it, it gave them the ability to have a marketing person. So then the Long Island duck, which is, the, it's a Pekin duck, it's the same right. breed of duck. Um, it, it promoted, you know, go to the store and buy a Long Island duck and take it home and cook it. Well, a lot of people did that. They threw it in their oven. They tried to cook it like a chicken. They smoked up their entire house, <laughs> burned the duck, and ended up ordering pizza. Right. right. And so that turned off a, a generation right then. And then I think it stopped people, the kids, from ever having that tradition of, of going forward with it. Right. And right. What I don't ever remember my mom cooking duck at, at home. I really don't. No, we didn't either. You know, goose was one of those things. I don't like on, you Did know, you Christmas or I remember it being served at my cousin's house. Who, they Is lived goose off related of related uh, to duck? Waterfowl. Waterfowl. Yeah. But that seems to be more of a like an English tradition right. or something mm-hmm. having the goose, the goose right, the dressed yeah. goose uh, on yeah. the holidays. There's a whole Eastern European and English thing that comes in with the geese and there's not a great supply of geese in this area so i get a lot of like the danish and stuff calling during their holidays and my duck is more like a european style duck so it's bigger than the the typical duck so and then they always want the biggest that we have too (laughs) they call me we want your biggest duck (laughs) because they're trying to in their minds they want it to be a goose but they know they're not going to find a goose to cook so the biggest duck well do you isolate some ducks and put them out and say okay you guys eat as much as you want because (laughs) we have some people that want you big and fat right as a small farm, we can actually do a little pick and can choosing in the processing. Right. Yeah. right. Yeah. How does that happen? Um, I mean, if you have a restaurant that's that you're supplying, are you just how is that process from from the killing of the duck to the packaging to the shipping? Is that all happening in your hands or do you have someone that comes in and does that for you? No. Um, in actuality, we talked about this during the last wine segment that that Jennifer does all of her wine stuff herself. Well, we do all the duck stuff ourselves too. Okay. So we, we don't use any distributors. I really want that relationship with the chefs, with the restaurants. If there's an issue, I want them to be able to call me and say, hey, you know, can we do this or could we try that? And I want to be able to go in and them recognize me and me recognize them. And if you have distributors, you lose that connection. Yeah. Yeah, we're actually, we're getting them now. I work at uh, Sante at the Fairmont at the Sonoma Mission Inn, and we're, we've got duck back on the menu, and we're dry-aging them. Mm-hmm. Um, we delivered 24 today. Thank you. Oh, you did your invoice this wow. morning. Wow. <laughs> thank you very much. And <laughs> so, you know what, you know what this is a little-known secret that I didn't know in, until just recently? Duck wings? Oh, my oh, God. so good. I know. Oh, my God. Cook them the right way. The yeah. first couple times yeah. we did it, I think... We, we were doing sort of like a braising thing and we, we, we used a little too much salt. And so they came out because, you know, you're cooking. as in the chefs at the fair. The chefs, yeah. <laughs> no, no, this is the chefs there. They were kind of playing around with it because they, they wanted to use those wings and they look like they'd be really tasty. And so a couple recipes, but they, you know, you're cooking it for a long time, slow temperature. And so the, the salt just ran up a little bit high. So a couple of them we had to, they became staff meals and we just kind of dilute them a little bit. But now I think they've got it down where it is so good. And the meat on them it's is so amazing. Yeah. We did, um, we did duck wings. We did actually Kentucky fried 
duck wings in France. We uh, we cooked that How because fun. we couldn't find a lot Ooh. of chicken wings. Yeah. <laughs> so we actually did that. But I am, um, you know, so we're in business now 21 years. We opened with Liberty Duck on our menu. And what I, like when I think about Liberty Duck, I think you were one of the first makers that people, that I recall, that people identified as a line item on their menu. Mm -hmm. I really believe that. Um, because I don't think you saw it that much before that. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly, we didn't identify every single item, but there's no doubt we had Liberty Duck on the menu, and you really created a brand for that. That, that was just sort of accidental. I mean, we were aware Alice, of it. Alice Waters, I think. Well, Alice did some of it. She didn't. She wasn't in the first group of using it, even though she came on and they've been huge supporters. Um, you know, thinking of the Liberty Duck portion, it was like, okay, we were Sonoma County Poultry as a as a company, but I I needed a name that I could sell into Napa, and they wouldn't have to put Sonoma on oh. on the menu. Uh-huh. So there was, uh-huh. I mean, there was some consciousness right, to it. Right. And then, well, yeah, you don't want to. I mean, I I thought Peking Duck wasn't a brand. I thought Peking was, like, that's what the duck like. Well, and there's Peking a, there's, we well, think style. of Peking, but right. what he's saying is Pekin, which is P-E-K-I, right. The, right, but the you breed is Pekin, right. the recipe is Peking. Right. Right. And it's easy to be confused on that. Yeah. And Long Island is a Pekin duck, which Pekin duck. a lot of chefs don't realize. Yeah. So, so conscious of doing that, totally smart. I but mean, wait, why, why Liberty? Well, um... Part of it was because you couldn't say free range on the label in those days for the USDA uh-huh. and because there were no regulations on what qualified as free range, so you just couldn't use it at all. Huh. And so Rocky Rocky actually was the first one that, that went through all the steps to actually get a Rocky number. Rocky Chicken. Yeah. yeah. And then um, I, was, I was breaking off from my family's business, so I was a little bit free and, and feeling a little, mm-hmm. you know. Cheeky cheeky about that so that was <laughs> okay. that was the liberty part uh-huh. i thought That's it was cool. maybe you guys were out by liberty school my because my cousin lives off pepper road mm-hmm. kind of off pepper lane so i thought you know there's a liberty school out there so i thought oh maybe it was by the school and you just decided to kind of take that on no and you've got to be really careful about that sort of thing with the usda because if you put an appellation on it mm-hmm. you have to prove that it's from that appellation right oh interesting so you you can't if you're calling, if you're saying that this is from here, you have to prove that it's from there forever. Mm-hmm. Right. right. So, huh. And are, so are you only selling whole ducks? No. We cut up about half of what we produce. And now, what happens to the little bits and pieces that usually nobody wants? So Sandra and I had a conversation Somebody about this. Somebody always wants them. I know. <laughs> well, we were talking about this, how, you know, I told her that I had probably a couple times put a chicken in the oven with the gizzards and the and everything and it used to be it was in a little plastic bag and so it yeah. would just melt and completely ruin it but now they do like that little tissuey bag that they put on the inside so so is there actually people that are only ordering gizzards or livers or necks mm-hmm. or all of those things mm-hmm. tongues tongues oh, duck tongue yep. yeah what do you Feet. do with duck tongue all of it duck tongue they're funny they're, they have the little the bone in them so you have to cook oh. them once or partially to get the bone out and then kind of finish them. So 
we've sous vide the tongues and then like fried them and they're just like little puffs of Ooh, pillowy yum. duck it's oh really good my goodness. <laughs> you can, you can confit them and crisp yeah. them up put them uh-huh. on salads i mean there's yeah. there's my lots of uses my favorite preparation we did we poached them in duck broth to get the t- the the bone out and then we fried them in duck fat oh, and then uh-huh. we made tortillas with duck fat oh. so we made duck tongue tacos oh, and it was oh. like oh triple or quadruple duck it was great okay oh. so listen lots of work but great so <laughs> wait did we talk about recently like panettone filled with duck fat no was that a dream that i had <laughs> that is an amazing or was dream it pork fat that was injected into the cake what are you talking about? I don't know. I thought it must have Panatone, been. Panatone, you mean like the like fruit the, cake? Yeah, the fruit yeah. cake. That there was like a savory one that had chunks of duck fat or pork fat. And okay, I don't know. So Next do, Christmas, let's yeah, talk. We'll, we'll collab it. one we're together. <laughs> you could do duck fat filled donuts. Yes, like that. See, kind now of you thing. got my attention. Yeah, yeah. I don't like that. Fruit bread I don't know. <laughs> I know, but I had a really good panettone, not to segue, but this past Christmas. Well, obviously it wasn't good enough because you're thinking, thinking about injecting some duck better. fat into it. <laughs> duck fat, I have a friend who calls duck fat liquid gold. Oh, it, yeah. just, it does make everything. Taste Anyone that's so had delicious. a chance to have fries that are cooked in duck fat, yeah. you yeah. know, there's a, there's a different world out there yeah. uh, that open up your eyes to it. But so the way you talk about cooking duck, at what point when you were a kid, did it go from oh my God, they're like all my little pets and I love them all too. They're super tasty. I think ultimately we always had just enough that you can't ever get close to them. You know, there's too many to name. Right. Right. So uh, we've always historically had a pet duck, you know, in and or throughout my life, there's been one or two at the house. And so you become friendly with them and that's a whole other thing. But if you don't name it, it's pretty easy to move past it when jen and and her brother eric were little we we had duck and so we were cooking it and you know just starting a business things weren't really very flush <laughs> and um so we used to tell them that the duck was chicken to get them to eat it but then we realized they actually liked duck better than they liked chicken oh. so that <laughs> that took us off the hook yeah so, uh-huh. and, and then they they moved, you guys used to tell us rabbit was chicken too <laughs> I remember that because I always had pet bunnies and I think that a bunny was harder in my mind than yeah. a duck. I were don't ever a, remember having a problem with eating duck. But Were I you a 4-H kid? No. Okay. You just had rabbits because it was something fun. You they liked just them. just a cute pet. Yeah. Okay. No, I went to 4-H camp as a kid, but I never actually did the whole programming. Hmm. Um, I think it's great though. And FFA, yeah. we've done a lot of work with um, the 4-H kids and raising heritage uh, turkeys and they yeah. saw, we sold them through Slow Food Russian River, and it's been like a really great project for the community. Yeah, it's um, awesome. So familiar on multiple levels with 4-H, but never right. done it myself. Right. And and where do you now? Let's let's just put it out there. You are not raising ducks for foie gras, is that correct? That's correct. So because it's a different process where you're actually having to feed them with the. I don't know exactly there, how they do it. But there's a lot of differences. They're uh-huh. a different brand, breed, You too. use a different mm-hmm. breed of right. duck uh-huh. to do it, or combination thereof. Um, it's typically done with a Muscovy or a cross between a Pekin and a Muscovy, which is called a Mallard, uh-huh. or it's done with goose. So, But in the United States, there's no goose foie gras, or if there is, it's somebody in their backyard. And um, the other reason is it doesn't work very well with Pekin. I mean, you can do it, sort of. 
And then the other reason is it's not legal to produce it in California. Right. Which, uh, but it's but then it's legal to for some reason sell still. Not right not now. Anymore. No, there no. It stopped. They they appealed that law. They yeah. <laughs> the Supreme Court did the, didn't did the Fairmont not find out I about that? I can tell you that we had a wonderful Valentine's Day menu that, <laughs> that you could choose between hot or cold. I'll just put it that way. Okay. Well, let's not talk about it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> okay, interesting. Uh, John, Brian likes to actually bring all the controversial right. stuff right well, no, to the I, top of the table. You know, maybe it's one of those things. This is how people were getting around it for a little while was they would sell you the brioche toast, but then it would come right. with foie gras. So as exactly. long as you weren't you marketing. You couldn't sell it. You couldn't you sell could the actual away. liver, but you could give it away. Or, yeah. Ken Frank probably has some opinions on that because yeah. that lawsuit is still going forward oh. from five years ago yeah but did he is he suing or he's he getting being sued, sued yeah. he's being sued because yeah. of what he did yeah uh, the giving it away and i remember yeah what happened in the in the last group was that it was determined that the state could yes control the husbandry of the birds the force feeding of them and but they couldn't say that it was bad once the usda said it was good I mean, that was sort of the premise of the suit. But then that was overturned, and it's been able to be served legally like while a year or two. during appeal mm-hmm. yeah. for the last couple of years. But then the Supreme Court did not entertain it. At a, you know, they have 7,000 cases, and they, they do like 1% or 2%. So that wasn't one of the ones that went on to their docket, which then made it back to it being overturned. Interesting. So hmm. it was because it yeah. wasn't heard, not that they made any decision. They changed it. Okay, right. Yeah, that's it. It's anyway. Is duck meat all dark meat, or yes, it's just for the most part? I mean, yes. comparatively speaking. Yes. Yeah. 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 I can. I love duck meat. Yeah. I love duck confit. Yeah. Our duck confit is still on the menu since day one. You do so much yeah. of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. It, it is, is the one place that you think of when you're, when you're in Sonoma County and you think of getting duck confit, the girl in the fig always mm-hmm. pops in. Even when, when I people will come into Sante and they'll say, oh, you know, we have duck on the menu right mm-hmm. now. We're doing the breast. But they'll say, oh, we had duck the other day. I said, oh, were you at the girl in the fig? <laughs> they said, yes, we were. How did you yeah. know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, we sell a lot. I mean, we're... Yeah, yeah. And actually, it hasn't been, I don't know, were you there when we did, you got a choice of one leg or two? Because it used to only be two legs. And then at some point, maybe nutritional or maybe the way people were eating, we decided that we would give people a choice. Mm -hmm. And I never actually, I haven't gone back to look to see if it's more one or two. Mm. No, and I would I would even tell people when they'd order two, I'd say, okay, do you want a left and a right, or do you want two lefts, or do you want two rights? And they would look at me like, what yeah. are you I talking mean, about? Yeah. I find you could do it with feet on there. Yeah. 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 I found when I do events, I always get all the right-legged ones and kind of right. put them around platters and stuff like that. So you kind of build the design by uh-huh. which, which side which way it is. the thigh yeah. is. How, how many restaurants actually ask you to leave the feet on? No. None. Chris Cosentino probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah that makes Someone sense. who could get away with, yeah. you know, people yeah. are going to his restaurants expecting, you know, right. yeah, stuff. <laughs> we, actually, we did a benefit for Farm Aid, um, and I, 
think that Zazu cooked it, so John and Dusky cooked I it. I could see them. And they yeah. left the feet on, yeah. on that mm -hmm. one, too. Yeah. But people are I using the feet for ramen. It's very, very stuff. beautiful. Oh, I think it's a gorgeous, it? yeah, ramen. Mm -hmm. Wasn't there some yeah. sort of gelatin in the feet that is can be used as a thickener? Sure. Uh, I mean, yeah, if you're making stock, so. feet yeah. is one the of those things yeah. that, will, the best. Yeah. that will reduce it down. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But how many ducks do you have at one time on the property? We have about 25,000. Holy cow. 25,000. Like I said, you can't name them all. <laughs> over the multiple ages. <laughs> yeah. You know, because it's right. on, ongoing all the time. Right. So, so is your, if I'm a, your neighbor, am I hearing these ducks? Um, no, we're, we're out in Two Rock. There aren't many neighbors. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So this is going to be, okay. I kind of know the answer. I definitely know the answer, but I'm going to pretend I don't for all our listeners that probably don't know the <laughs> or, answer. Or me. <laughs> or you. So I hope I know the answer. How, <laughs> no, you, you better. How many eggs do ducks lay? Wait, through their life or at one sitting? Well, 25,000. <laughs> like, are they, uh. is it once a, like, okay. The baby ducks come from eggs, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start with the basics. Okay, All right. okay so the, baby the ducks come from they eggs. They lay like 260 eggs a year. Okay, so Each it's not duck? every day. No, it's and like two every three days. Two every three days. And do what is the percentage of those that will actually come 70. to fruition? 70. So 70. So that's, that's a lot. Mm -hmm. That's a lot. And how long does a duck generally... So how long does a duck not for eating live versus a duck? Two years. About two years. They'll start laying at about six months, a little, little younger than six months, and then they'll, they'll be producing eggs for about ready. a year and a half. And then what is the prime age of a duck that you sell? Well, that, that's one of the things that makes Liberty Ducks different than, than other ducks is that we raise them longer. We raise them about half again longer. Mm -hmm. um, there's a sweet spot on economics that everybody I'm else sure, hits. Right. So you're feeding them and then they're gaining weight and, and there's a, on the growth of, on the, on the chart of weight fed to weight gain, it hits a spot right around seven weeks and then it flattens out. So you're still feeding it maximum amount, but you really aren't gaining that much weight. You're right. getting some weight right. and, but and to some degree, the fats, if you like to think of it this way, the baby fat's going away, being replaced by more Muscle. meat. So the, the, the breast is, is thicker, deeper, fat's a little less. Still got fat. Fat's important. And, um, but the meat, the flavor of the meat is just way more developed. So 14 weeks. No, I'm at, I'm at nine weeks. You're at nine weeks. Yeah. Okay. Half again more. Yeah. And then what about all these eggs? So some of them are getting hatched, but do you also sell eggs? I, I actually don't hatch them. I, I work with a hatchery. When I split off from okay. my family's ranch, I was trying to have no employees, and it almost killed me. So, I, I can imagine. <laughs> so now I have eight-ish. Oh. And so we, we get the eggs every, or we get the baby birds every Tuesday morning at the post office. So... Wow. Okay. So <laughs> we've got speechless that, hosts. I that's <laughs> how speechless that stops the conversation. So, yeah, how exactly so you don't have any eggs. <laughs> Correct. Okay, because they're not hatching yet. I yeah. mean, they're not. Okay. They're not Doesn't mean yet. I don't know about it. Right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. I'm very slow at the take. So um, then where are the eggs coming from? 
They're coming from the post office. We no, have a breeding, the breeding stock. Where's the post office getting these eggs from? <laughs> from the hatchery. <laughs> and Aren't where, you listening? Yeah, but where's the hatchery? <laughs> the hatchery is... Where is Monterey. Monterey. In Monterey. Okay. okay. And it's actually the, the prime waterfowl hatchery for the country. Wow. Um, and so they Is they that supply. where all the feed stores get their little chicks Probably, too? Probably, yes. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever seen them come in from the mail? No. It's pretty really fun. cute. It is. They, they have different strains and different levels yeah. and stuff. And the interesting thing about it is that they get the eggs from France every six months because the, the breeding stock are French. But instead of having them here and just kind of blending, blending, blending here, they they get eggs every six months, hatch those, raise those, and then start using those to lay the eggs that are right. hatched for That's the birds that I get. Fabulous. Right. right. And so it's it's the fresh breeding stock every time instead of a diluted version of, of it. Right. Yeah, that would be a lot to have to do the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's nice that it's kind of parsed out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so well, we talk I recipes? I totally didn't know that. We got to talk recipes. What do you want? What recipe do you uh, want to talk about? Well, I'm, I'm assuming oh. that they have a lot of experience with cooking duck because uh-huh. I'm, I'm, okay, used well, to, I'm used to confit key? from the girl in the fig. I'm used to the, okay. so the duck wings that I've been eating at the Fairmont. Um, <laughs> I'm sure it's that's interesting. not duck wings, duck wings have become a, 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 a big item now. I mean, yeah. we are often sold out or not being able to fill wow. enough. We have... One restaurant that gets like 150 pounds. Three times a week. Yeah. So actually, I, I wanted Whoa. to talk about them. Is because that state bird provisions? No, it's uh, International Smoke, which is oh, Michael Mina Aisha. and Aisha Curry. Yeah. And okay. last night, Obama ate there. And I'm like, did no. he Are eat you the serious? duck wings? <laughs> oh, gosh, I, would di- I don't know. But I would die if someone posted him a picture oh, with a duck wing in his mouth. Like, <laughs> it would be so that's, cool. That's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. He has had it. He has had it, yeah. Actually, Guy yeah. Fieri took the duck to the White House when Obama was president oh, and cooked it for the family. For a lunch, however, it was... There was salmon on the menu, too. There was salmon, too. and from what I heard, that it was during his... He was being monitored in his consumption. In his and oh. So he had the salmon that night. But I know that he, <laughs> I know that he's had it at, at restaurants in San Francisco. Yeah. yeah. Now, so yeah. So, okay. So before we get into like recipe, recipe, like what are the, what's the best way to cook a duck? Like what's the difference between cooking a duck and cooking a chicken? Yeah. Um, I don't typically cook a whole duck very often. I, I won't roast a whole duck. I right. mean, I will occasionally do a Chinese roasted duck where there's multiple steps. You have to inflate them and dip them in hot water and dry them. And, and I, I really like that. It's a great mm-hmm. way of doing it. Um, what's happening right now is people are air drying whole ducks. Mm-hmm. So they're just hanging them. They're aging them. Like you guys are doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For a couple of weeks. Yeah. And, and they don't go bad while no, you're doing that. No. How come the meat in my fridge, when I'm air drying my meat, like my sliced roast beef in my fridge, I'm air drying it and it doesn't last for more than <laughs> well, three days. Why are you air drying it? Because I'm not eating it. <laughs> ah, okay. I get it. So I'm considering it quote unquote air drying. Oh, okay. A but lot, it goes bad all the time. A lot of it is air circulation. Okay, so you have to keep it circulating, keep the bacteria off of it. We have a hole at the Fairmont. We have that hole. No, no, we have that hole. You know, the big three used to be there, 
is no longer there, but the walk-in is still there. So we can have access to that entire walk-in for whatever. There's nothing in there. If we want to dry aged beef, we can do that. Do you remember we would hang the salamis in the estate wine room? I have pictures of that. (laughs) It was smelled so bad. Well, that's one thing I can say about the ducks as well, is that it's different smell than a fresh duck when you're dry aging. Right. The flavor is incredible. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And one of the joys of drying aging is like a six pound duck will actually lose a pound of weight in a week and there's nothing below the duck there's no nothing's dripping out it's just right. it's the moisture that's coming out of the skin the the water essentially yeah. if you were to take skin and grind it and render it down to to produce duck fat um you'd end up with about a third of water and two-thirds of fat and that third of water is what's evaporating out when you're air drying it interesting so then that gives the skin little holes so when you roast it Mm. you can get crispy skin without it going down to the lacquer kind of sort of the chinese roasted duck right and you could still serve the breast medium rare instead of having to go to a gray in order to get everything the same same. yeah so it kind of gives a whole other way of of presenting that roast duck because a lot of people you know the 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 grilled medium rare duck breast you know a lot of people love that but a lot of people really like the roast duck so this air drying phenomena recent phenomena has Mm -hmm. has really opened up the roasting back into the conversation yeah when we do it it's such an incredible presentation with it too where we roast it whole and then we bring it out to the table and present it and it's in this beautiful gold um like a copper pan and we put hay in it and so then it's kind of sitting in this hay, and then we then then we bring it back you in the kitchen the and cut it all up. You use the same one every time, though, don't you? You bring the same one to the table. The styrofoam one. It's, n- it's not even real, no, right? I know. It's, yeah, it's, I'm it's just <laughs> like, please don't. Like, if I get that and they bring it to the table, I'm like, please don't serve me that one. I know, like, ten people have breathed on that no. all night. <laughs> no, they. I can tell you that we did that in Hawaii at the at the Grand Waialea. They would. You know, it was a little restaurant on a like a (laughs) simulated island and you could point at the lobster you wanted. And all the tourists thought, you know, they and then they'd go scoop it out and then it would go in the back and they'd just release it back into the water (laughs) and they would just cook the one that they had already ready to go. But Uh no, we don't do that at all. You're actually you're the only one to breathe on that duck, I promise you. Yep. Mm. Yep. Seen it happen. Do they take the legs back in and cook them further? Um or no, it's it's, because that would have been the classic Michelin thing to do. Is right. you come out, you serve off the breast, and then you take the carcass and the legs back in the kitchen, continue for a later course. Oh, interesting. Well, yeah. even more classic, and I've seen this in the office at in the manager's office there, they have a duck press, mm-hmm. which I don't know anyone that's doing that anymore, The where you're taking the, and this is traditionally done pressing out traditionally done table side where you're slicing up the duck and then you're taking the carcass some of the skin the bones everything and you put it in a press and you're cranking it down and getting out the juice and then finishing it right oh. there at the table in a pan adding a little bit of uh, butter to it and that becomes the sauce for the duck wow oh do you have a it's duck press yes <laughs> <laughs> But to be fair, we have a duck everything. He's got like, in his house, there's several bookcases full (laughs) of like duck paraphernalia and cooking paraphernalia. People buy you that all the time. You get a lot of duck gifts. Not so much anymore. I mean, I get a little, Jen brought me back a duck stamp from 
Southeast Asia. Yeah, I got it. I was in um, Laos and I got this. They someone who was doing no carving stamps. Oh, and so he carved out a duck, and it's like this really cool stamp. And I was in Italy. Um, Do you know Crosetti pasta? It's the it's from Liguria. It's like silver dollar size. Flat, oh yes. And they stamp them typically yes. with with the cross. You know, it's for the religious. Oh. And so you stamp them, and it's for those holidays. Well, there's only one guy left that's carving those, so I went and visited him in a town called Chris Cosentino. Also, yeah. he, he yeah. sent us <laughs> there. Uh, <laughs> there's so a the, trend. <laughs> the town's called Chiavari, and he, for like twenty dollars, he carved us. Our own stamp. stamp. Wow. Wow. So, wow. Yeah. Well, I ordered a stamp from Japan for Noodle Spring, like to get it in the letters. Oh, cool. Yeah, it is cool. Oh, what are you going to use it for? Well, originally I thought I was going to use it like as a stamp, like on the menu, like right. stamp the menu. Right. And, you know, then it changes like, yeah, is there a pastry type something like a dumpling oh, that you neat. stamp? Or, right. But I already have red ink on it, so... I'd have to get another one, a bigger one. Yeah, you need uh, yeah. food grade dye. Yeah, food grade <laughs> one. Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. The um, so how so you're part of um, Sonoma County Poultry is about how many years now? Um, twenty seven. Twenty seven. And have you seen a lot of change in the rules, the regulations, the the FDA, the or does it stay pretty consistent? It's, it has stayed pretty consistent with the USDA. It's, it's um, you know, they changed their inspection uh, about 20-something years ago. Oh. So they, they, they brought in HACCP plans instead of the old just having a rule book and you, you followed the rule book. Now you have to do a HACCP plan. And right. follow. So that was the biggest change as far as that goes. Yeah, I, I feel like we get changes all the time in the restaurant business and, you know, obviously just in rules and regulations, whether it's with employees or with taxes or, you know, it's always something. And I mean, there was a point we were making our own ice cream and we got fined because mm. you have to have a special permit to make ice cream. So crazy. Right. You know, and it's like and that happened that just popped in. I'm like, oh, they must need more money this year. So yeah. <laughs> let's get everybody to pay for a license. Yeah. Um, whenever I hear somebody making ice cream in a, at a restaurant, I, I go back and I flash on early days, 25 years ago, whatever. I'm delivering ducks into Chez Panisse and and I'm just, you know, so nervous in there in general most of the time. And <laughs> And I bring in the boxes, and we recycle our bro- boxes. We have plastic boxes that we drop off the duck and bring them home, fill them back up, wash them, fill them back up. So I was, I had duck juice in the bottom of this box. So I'm trying not to drip on the floor, so I dumped it in the sink. Well, that's when I found out that that was the ice cream sink, and it had been totally sanitized. The whole room had been sanitized, and I dumped duck blood into <laughs> Well, they had to do it again. Yes. <laughs> and I never did that again. That's better than me. I fell down the stairs at the Shapin's oh, kitchen carrying no. a box. They had their walk-in cooler. It's yeah, a, I've it's, seen I know exactly, delivering, yeah. you know, to yeah. all these different restaurants. Girl, the pig's easy place to deliver, yeah. but there's some, you know, the, the, the kitchen's upstairs, the kitchen's downstairs, the kitchen's, like, on the roof, and you have to walk with this 70-pound box of duck and yeah. i definitely i didn't drop a duck on the floor though i f- fell with it, it on my back it. and yeah. it just was like and then they all rushed and like tried to get it off of me but nothing hit the floor i was pretty yeah. proud of that. 
Well, now, Jen, with you making wines, what is your is your brother involved in the business at all? Uh, he is. Yeah. Um, my day to day kind of in the duck farm is more like on the accounts relationship side. So because we don't use distributors, we have about 230 restaurants a month that we're selling. So you to. end up doing some deliveries and showing up with the ducks. I, I sometimes do. We have a um, a full time delivery guy, and I shouldn't even call him just delivery guy. He's like our everything guy. Uh-huh. He's he's the best. You Louise. Always need one of those. Yeah, and everyone. I went to high school. Louise Lee's has been with us for forever, and everyone knows him. He's kind of like the man, and then. Um, so he, that's, you know, his, his full-time thing, but I'm doing all the accounts receivable, accounts, payroll, payroll, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then answering phone calls and answering emails and setting up new accounts and just kind of all that relationship Mm -hmm. stuff that happens. Mm -hmm. And then my brothers are actually a whitewater rafting guide. So we lose him for about six months of the year. Um, and we're about to lose him at the end of the month. Where does he go? He's in Colorado. Okay. Fantastic. Yeah, on the brown on the Arkansas River. Arkansas River Browns Canyon, Brown, Browns Canyon rafting. What um, a thing! You know, yeah. you go, you can go on a raft with a bottle of wine yeah. and a duck and duck wings. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty you got good. Got it made. Yeah, it's a pretty good thing. But yeah. when when we have him, he's doing like everything and everything for us, which is great. Yeah. Because what's the plan going forward? When are you, uh, when are you going to let Dad retire? Yeah, I don't think he's going to. Yeah, retire doesn't look like probable I, I i may <laughs> slow down but i i don't know about retiring so yeah i don't know if you know what to do do with yourself i always tell people i what would i do that's more fun than what i'm doing right now I'm, i i love the product i i love the people i work with you um, build an amazing business live in sonoma county yeah. i can travel to visit other restaurants yeah. and a lot Is of my travels are in europe because wow. of the duck and it's like yeah i'm yeah. I'm just fine until they kick me out. <laughs> well, we still need them. Yeah. I know. What are you doing for hobbies? Are you a hunter at all? Are you a fisherman? Scuba diver. Really? Oh. Okay. So you like to go to Hawaii? Or where is the, um, where's the craziest place you've uh, dove? I did Thailand last year. Did a oh. week liverboard on a boat there. So it's 25 dives in five days. And then I wow. done Belize a couple <laughs> Tw- times. Did you, wait a minute. You just said 25 dives in five days? So yeah. five a day? Holy crap. If you want to. Yeah. It's a lot. <laughs> well, it depends on depth, too. Yeah. Well, you get on nitrox and you're pretty Oh, you're there. one of these guys. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So with are you getting a good seal with that beard of yours? You're getting a good seal the mask, with your mask? The mask is way above the beard. So yeah. The only problem is right at the nose where the mustache is. Yeah. But it's fine still. Because you're talking about going down, what, 80, 100 feet? Yeah, pretty much. Wow. I mean, that's relatively common. I think I've gone 150 in the blue hole in Belize. Wow. Do you take pictures? Mm -hmm. Yeah? Mm -hmm. You ever swim with a shark? Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. They they don't. They don't care. No, they don't care about you. No. I'm more worried about when I'm out on my surfboard in Bolinas. I'm more nervous on the surfboard than I am yeah. actually like in That's a yeah, You're kind of looking like food at yeah. that point. Yeah. 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 Exactly. yeah, out of the corner of their eye. Yeah. Wow. wow. I am so scared to be under. Like, I, I could never do that. I've never, I couldn't even get the rhythm down to snorkel. <laughs> it just, there is a rhythm. I was a good swimmer, but I just never did that. We, we snorkeled with the whale sharks wow. last year. This, almost this time last year. It was, yeah. exactly was that in Hawaii? In La Paz. In oh, in La Paz. Yeah, okay. La Paz. I was lucky enough to be in the water with one of them. It was the backside of Molokini. Oh, um, wow. And you can't even describe how no. large this It takes thing your is. breath away. Like, it, quite it literally, literally does. And you're, you're, yeah, you're, you have to like go, 
Yeah. Stop, stop <laughs> breathing. I'm using up all my air. And they yeah. don't really care whether you're there or not. No. Oh, I mean, why would they? They're right. just kind of yeah, yeah. doing what they do. Yeah. So, gen- so, I mean, prehistoric. I mean, dinosaurs among us, truly. It's really yeah. cool. Yeah. Really, really cool. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah, from duck to whales. Duck yeah. To whales. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. So you haven't gone on a trip recently, but... Every now and then. It's in the works. Yeah, every now and then. I'll be like, okay. Gotta go. I'm going to be on a boat. I won't be accessible. Okay, I got to know recipe. I got to know what what you guys are making at home with some of the ducks. Some of the best recipes that you can share with us. I mean, most simply, I just take a pack of duck breast and put salt and pepper on it. And that's it. Okay, (laughs) do you eat duck every week? At least once a week, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Not I very often. I ask you that all the time. Yeah, it's funny. My, my fiance and I, we almost eat vegetarian at home because I, when we eat meat, it's normally in like a kind of a grand way. And mm-hmm. um, because I've grown up in the industry and I know what it means to raise good meat and sustainable right. meat and wholesome meat, uh, I don't, I, I can't tell you the last time I just bought it at a grocery store. Hmm. It's either ours or I go down to this old meats in Petaluma and get, you know, something that they have. Or when I'm right. out at restaurants and yeah. I know if they're sourcing our duck, that means they're probably sourcing other good right. meat producers. Right. So like I can trust that. Sort yeah. Of. Thistle meats is one of your customers, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. They're the best in there. Yeah. It's, I have to say it's, it's hard because like our volume is such that, I mean, I don't want to say that, we sometimes have to buy commodity, but we do because mm-hmm. there's sometimes just not enough of it around. Mm-hmm. Right. We get our ground beef from Kenwood um, Vineyard, Cundy, mm-hmm. and um, we sometimes it's just not enough. Yeah, I wish more people were. Yeah, doing aware, raising Contra- it better. Contra- yeah, yeah, yes. Like you're doing your best. To we make... are definitely trying to. But there's like, yeah, you're right. There's not as yeah. many options yeah. available, especially if you're going to, you know, people want to eat healthy and you know, exactly. organic has caught on in such a big way. Costco and Whole Foods and with right. Amazon, everything. They're changing the way people see organic food. Which but is great, which I think is great. It's great, but yeah. you don't see that in the meat selection right. yet. Like it right. hasn't gotten all the way down. I right. did. I think maybe it was a Super Bowl commercial. It was like a Foster's Farm chicken oh, nugget yeah. <laughs> commercial yeah. where they were really trying to hammer and like this is pure chicken and no <laughs> hormones and all you know because they're slowly yeah. realizing yeah. that consumers don't want all this right junk right. And well but, and it yeah. also goes from you know the east coast west coast and it takes yeah. a little bit to get into the middle of definitely things. luckily we have a few chefs that are opening great places in the middle mm-hmm. and so that's helping yeah, it's really fun to watch kind of I feel like you had to be in Chicago. If you were in the Midwest, right. you were only in Chicago as a food city right. or you were in San Francisco, L.A. or New York. Right. Exactly. And but now, you know, we have good friends, uh, the Ferrari brothers. They had Hillside Supper Club in San Francisco, but they're moving back to Cincinnati and they're doing amazing things in their hometown. And the people in their hometown are receptive to it and excited. Right. Well, they're about revitalizing it. a whole neighborhood that they grew up in. They're trying yeah. to, That's incre- to save it. Yeah. yeah. Essentially. And so it's really cool that you have these chefs that maybe like come out to the fringes and learn and now they're coming back home right. or like I sell a lot of wine to Raleigh or in North Carolina and that the chefs and you know Ashley Christensen has done amazing stuff and has these great restaurants out there and the, the wine's catching up but she's brought food to people are talking the, about food yeah that's exciting yeah, so it's, yeah. It's, it's 
I lost my train of thought. I had a good question. I was going to say, my father's in Morganton in North Carolina. And he's, they, he's actually sent me some wines from North Carolina that were made from fruit. Ah. Yeah. Fruitberry wine. Fruitberry wine, <laughs> raspberry wine, blueberry wine. And yeah. then, um, are they going to be on the menu at Sante? I don't think so. And, but you know what? <laughs> you already drank them. Not because, not, just because I don't have any control over that, but the, I am not a wine snob at all. And I love when people in different states, I just had a couple come out a couple weeks ago and they were from um, the Finger Lakes and mm. um, they, they said, can we send you some, some wine? And I said, of course you can. But they weren't talking about what we would think of Finger Lakes. You know, we're thinking about white wines, um, Rieslings and mm. things like that. They're like, no, we have this great Cabernet and this Pinot. And I thought, send it over. I want to try it. I want to try what wine from yeah. red wine from the Finger Lakes tastes like. I want to try what what Lagrine, which is what my father was saying in North Carolina. So he's like, oh, yeah, we have this winery down the road. They're like growing this Le weird, weird um, varietal called Lagrine. We were always told it rhymes with wine, Lagrine. Oh, Lagrine. And yeah, wine. but it's huh. German words, I think. Right. So I don't know exactly um, how to pronounce it. But yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it's it, North Carolina's definitely got a burgeoning food scene. Yeah. But the la my favorite thing that I had the last time I was back was a fried bologna sandwich. So. <laughs> That's fair, uh, fair, fair. And I would love that. Yeah. How about are people buying the duck for duck jerky specifically huh. or not so much? Not that I'm aware of now. Yeah. No. That would be pricey, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, oh, that's what I was going to talk about was like pricing. Like, I think one of those things is should wholesome food really need to be more expensive than other food depends on why it's more wholesome right i mean if if it costs more to produce then you should get paid for right. the work and the does it cost it more to produce to produce an sure. organic well yeah. i well, know feed, the certification feed is twice no right. not, okay. not even certification the okay. cost of the feed is twice so is I mean, there a reason for that um, it's because the margins, without using any pesticides, the margins of um, yield is so much lower. I don't even know that answer. Well, I um, mean, because these are like the interesting yeah. things. Like yeah. if grain is grown and grain is grown, you think it almost should cost more because you got to buy Roundup or whatever right. you're using. And that right. would be like often, such a like chemical But often organic expense. farming, there's more manpower. Exactly. And men or women right. are more expensive. Machines. And yeah. or they're getting hi higher yields from the stuff that is yeah. not yeah. Um, that is right. being sprayed with uh, with right. pesticides because it's a uh, yeah they're getting to keep more of it and they're not losing any in the yeah. in I the mean process. they're burning off weeds instead of instead right. of spraying it with Roundup that that right. type of thing and stuff but from an organic point of view because I actually do produce both organic and yeah. conventional mm -hmm. um, it the whole birds go from three eighty five to four eighty five so yeah that's why I thought you were about so a dollar about a, more yeah. yeah but about a twenty five percent difference yeah and. I think, and that's just a direct reflection of the cost of, of the, the fee, because otherwise they're raised the same. It isn't like, a, right. I don't have any other different, I don't Animal have Animal husbandry practices. Right. Yeah, they're, right. they're raised identically within like two miles of each other. Hmm. And is that just so you can give a less expensive option to people, or? Yes. Okay. Um, so it's there's people a lot that of restaurants. still want to eat duck, but yes. they trust you, right. but they can't afford that extra buck. Right. Both of them are antibiotic-free. Right. Raised with lots of square footage per bird, raised to the same age. They come in at the same time. I mean, there's mm -hmm. no, they're the same birds. Right. But I would go completely over to organic. However, 
I'm already probably at the high end of the, the cost right. spectrum. So that gives restaurants that I want to support. I want to support the local restaurants. I don't want it all to go into the right. French Laundry, even right. though he's not a big organic user. But as an right. example, right. it it um, it allows it to go across more. But by choice, I would have them all right. organic. But if it's twice as much on a meat product to be organic, then I'm probably guessing that might not be a true reflection. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that, uh, those are the kinds of things that I worry about. Like we can't get more people to eat healthier, more people to know because there's such a reputation that it's so much more expensive that mm -hmm. eating organic is for wealthier people or for people with money. And it's not, it doesn't need to be that way. Right. Um, but it does cost more to do those things and labor costs, you know, everything just keeps adding up. Yeah. I mean, how it's like 99 cents to get a Big Mac. Exactly. Like, it's hard right. to compete with those prices. Exactly. You and can't. You yeah. Can't. It's a, even though that's not yeah. good food for your body, it's cheap food for you. Exactly. There's, yeah. there's the argument that goes back and I'm, I've been a supporter and a board member, whatever for slow food for years. And, and it's like, well, how do we compete with those commodities? Oh, no, we really shouldn't be competing with those things. Mm -hmm. You should be producing. You should be getting right. a fair price for what you're doing. And, you know, it, you don't have 30,000 birds in one building like they do with commodity birds right. and stuff. I've got, um, you know, actually, I'm starting this process. I've got to have, I'm taking over some buildings that were in chickens, and they had about 30,000 birds in each building, and I'm putting... 3,000 in, two wow. acres of 1,500. So the people that I'm leasing the buildings from, they, you're doing what? Right. I yeah. said, well, that's right. what what I need to do to get the product that I'm happy with. Mm -hmm. right. So, so it, I mean, that does yeah, dramatically change agree. the you price. You don't want to compete. Um, yeah, I mean, I think better quality deserves better, you know, higher pricing without question. But how do we get, like, really good food for the masses. I think it all goes back to education and yeah. and, and the gardens and the schools uh -huh. and starting really from square one and and I think ideal world of course you're going to eat organic kale but if all you can get is conventional kale then just eat, eat kale. conventional <laughs> kale you know what I mean like starting somewhere and starting with right. whole foods right not in the store but as in like you actually can read every ingredient is right. like step one and I think that's where we are seeing a massive shift is people want to be able to read the ingredients right. list and even if it's a processed cracker yeah right. you want to see flour you know salt sugar right. whatever you don't want to see all these like chemicals that you've never coming heard of. soon right. to a wine bottle near you yeah right yeah right? this is yeah, something is. the conversation has been started about all these additives right. and people that are adding or subtracting things in their wine about having a, actually yeah. an ingredient list yeah. on wine bottles mm -hmm. The, yeah. the other issue with cost and, and eating meat specifically is that there's a big push that's like maybe we really don't need to be eating the quantity of meat that we're totally. doing. So yeah. eat right. better meat less, less often. often. So, right. so go ahead and, and get your steak. Go ahead and get yeah. your really nice duck or whatever and nut chicken if you're like a whatever. family of four and you can budget $50 right. a week for meat rather than serving it every night. Exactly. Serving it two nights and getting good stuff and then you know doing legumes and you know high there's a lot of protein, protein. in other sources other than a steak yeah right. and so it, and then that also goes back to the education 
yeah. stuffing. It was, and you know, my, my viewpoints have changed a little bit over the years. I had a friend that I went to college with. Her, her husband had dairy heads, like tons and tons of cows. And they had organic and they had not organic. Well, she told me that when they were out of organic feed, they still had to feed the cows. <laughs> you know, and it's like... I mean, people do. And then you're starting to think like, wow, now how can I trust that? You know, because sometimes you do have to do what you do. Yes. However. You just can't get caught. (laughs) (laughs) Well, within a certification project, you have other issues. But, you know, to me, even though I I want to produce the duck with organic feed, a big portion of what I'm doing is to try to create cropland that isn't being sprayed with roundup that doesn't have anything necessarily to do with, with the duck feed. itself thank you right. it's it's that i want to be responsible for the better husbandry of where my feed comes from right so i and actually you know because it was difficult it's like okay I, some people were demanding that i had organic birds and i said well okay I didn't have any way of separating the birds out. So I said, okay, what if I buy 30% of my feed organic and it's just all mixed up? Right. And that wasn't going to work for them. But it sort <laughs> right. of did what I was trying to accomplish is taking 30% of my feed production out of being sprayed with Roundup. Right, exactly. You know, so I, and you, do that, you can do that slow and get more and more percentage if you need right. to. Yeah. So, but then I ended up getting another ranch and so it and became then. simple for me to keep the two flocks right. separate. Right. And right. so now it's completely organic at one ranch and yeah. and conventional fed at the other. Yeah. Okay, now no, I didn't get your recipe. I know, for I was duck. just going to say, did you get a recipe yet? No, Not I got really. I got Mine Jen's like cheat of a little salt and pepper <laughs> on a breast. Yeah, that yeah. It's so simple, it's so good. <laughs> I get a little fancy with that same recipe and I add cardamom. Oh. Classic salt, pepper, cardamom, equal parts. Okay, uh-huh. maybe a little extra salt. But we've been um, experimenting recently with skinless duck breast and putting it in chili and trying. You know, we did a, a for the Super Bowl. We did a duck carnitas and mm. we used the skinless duck breast and it cooked down and then we just fried it up. Oh, so good. Mm. And I did duck burgers last night. Seriously, mm. Mm. I'm doing. I'm gonna probably do a turkey burger. Only because duck, bur- duck meat is probably way more fattening. No, but, but you want the no, meat no, no. itself without the skin. The meat, the meat itself is yeah. lower in it's fat than lean. chicken or turkey. Yeah. Oh my it's goodness! It's the skin itself that that adds the fat. That's okay, why I was well, wondering about doing a burger any, because you right need now. some fat when you create a burger. So you probably right. end up having to add a little. I put it back in it. Yeah. Twenty yeah. percent. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I learned that when, um, so I used to, I don't know if you remember Dishmir restaurant in Petaluma. So I used to work at Dishmir and and Bob and Matt, the owners, decided to go skiing one week or maybe it was to the, um, Oh, here we go. Bad story coming up. They would go to the spring training for the giants, I think in Arizona. And so they left the kids in charge and we thought, so number one, we're making milkshakes with chocolate mousse torts and ice cream. I mean, we're just making, and we thought they drove the whole way with the convertible with the top down, right? Both of them side by side. (laughs) (laughs) they had the great Cadillac convertibles and um, we thought the best thing we could possibly do is to make a filet mignon hamburger not thinking about fat at all so we just ground that thing up and made these hamburgers the $30 hamburger that was like a hockey puck that you couldn't even bite into so that was our like 
Oh, oh we need that was fat Oprah's into aha that. Moment. Yeah, we had mm-hmm. a simple aha moment. Yeah. Nice to learn on someone else's diet. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but but I love to roast the legs, and you know I've mm. done a bunch of different varieties from you know making a a semi confit. I've I've roasted them in the fat, and I've done it like halfway up with fat so it's right up to the skin so the meat never actually gets exposed to air yeah. and then mm. the skin gets crispy i've um just roasted them french in the french in the um the legs and mm. getting like a little duck lollipop um there's so, mm. the cool thing with the legs is you can do like moroccan like tagine yes. or you can do french or you can do like all these different spice combinations and they all work or mm-hmm. Asian, you know, like right. there's and just so many citrus, different flavors. Citrus works. Ton, or what yeah. I had the other night. Do you remember at uh, Grand Electrica? Um, what did you have? I had, had duck, the. Oh, you I had, had the, the duck mole. Oh my god! Oh my so god! So it was a duck leg with mole yet? sauce, and then oh. they served it in this like cast iron little thing, and then under it was a little napkin that had your. They make their own little masa tortillas. Like so then you, you just kind of reached under and pulled your tortilla in and then pulled some of the duck off and made it. Oh, my God. Oh, fun. I did yeah. a duck mole. We, um, before with, things got crazy. Before things crazy. <laughs> yeah, before the wine started. Like, before <laughs> I started Raft Wines, I was doing, like, once a year, we do this amazing dinner with um, Colleen Ridgely of Devero in oh, Healdsburg. I'm... And she's an amazing chef. And we would come up with these, like, grand schemes. So, like, one year it was a whole duck dinner and it was all, um, like, Cajun and it was like New Orleans was my inspiration so we did like duck gumbo Mm -hmm. and duck jambalaya and duck tasso and like all this good stuff and then the next year we did a Oaxacan theme and so we did this amazing mole that was oh it was unreal but then my dessert I did avocado ice cream and a fried duck tongue on top like a candied fried duck tongue wow. on top which was You're really nice. fun <laughs> so you can do whatever that. you want it's yeah. a pretty versatile meat i mean yeah. it, it really is people think of it as being straightforward but it it's it's really versatile yeah, yeah. i got to try it i'm gonna try a duck burger yeah. i gotta say eat more duck um so this has been fun i want to i want to tell people that we um had Jennifer on. We didn't really talk about wine a lot on this podcast, but that's because it was more about uh, your dad and what he's been doing mm-hmm. um, for decades. I and think you're training very well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think you've got a good advocate on the duck business you, right you, here. Yeah. Are you talking her training me or? Uh, <laughs> sure, it goes both ways. <laughs> but we appreciate what you do. And, um, someone that's yeah. raised in Petaluma and and um, and someone that's a duck lover. I just want to let you know I appreciate what you do out there. Well, thank you. Um, and, and if you want to hear a little bit more about Jennifer's journey um, into wine, you can go to our brother podcast at uh, The Winemakers, also on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Um, and you can get the whole story from, uh, from the whole family. Yeah. Right. So where can people buy the duck if you're just a, you're not a restaurant or can they order special? They can, can they uh, e- email you? me. Okay. Um, <laughs> you get me. That's the beauty of a small family yeah. business is like you often get either mm-hmm. dad or myself. Um, so, Jen. so LibertyDucks at gmail.com. Okay. LibertyDucks at gmail.com. Yep. We try to make it pretty simple. And um, we have just LibertyDucks.com is all of our contact information. 
Um, Local then, stores. Oliver's. Thank all, you. Of course. Oliver's. I knew it, but I wanted to hear her say uh, it. Yes, we're very Somebody happy with them. And that. if they don't have it, they always will order it for you. know, because they yeah. do. We we send them larger quantities, and they'll put it in smaller bags and freeze it, which is great for people you're talking about the yeah. lids right. to take yeah. home. Um, but sometimes they don't have it or whatever. But they they order it. Also, Cinema Market, Cinema same Market. thing. Yeah. Um, and then the smaller butcher shops, Thistle Meats in Petaluma, Sonoma County Meat Company. Um, down Santa Rosa. in Santa Rosa, uh, the local Healdsburg. butcher in Berkeley, oh. um, which is great. It's right off Shattuck, um, really close to Chez Panisse, actually. Um, fatted calf, all, fatted both fatted, fatted calves, uh-huh. yeah, San Francisco nice. and Napa. Sunshine Market in St. Helena. Oh, nice. Um, and by right, and by right, yeah, right. both by right. right. So not particularly any big stores, you know. Right. They're um, neighborhood places. Yeah. 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 Someone where you're going to know, like, the right. butcher's name. When you well, I was going to say in Roner Park, I don't know if it's considered Pengrove or Cataria Roner Park, but I spend half my day at Oliver's and half it's my day at work. It's just the best ever. Um, and it's Pete. <laughs> Pete is the guy that works... Um, works there and he calls me Mr. Organic and he, <laughs> and he knows he knows Abby he's known Abby since she was a little Daughter. baby and um, yep that's the way it goes at yeah. those markets it's a I'll, great thing I love Oliver's yep. I wish there was one anytime you guys want to sponsor us Oliver's uh, <laughs> <Yeah. we're> <laughs> we'll talk about you well we'll keep talking we about talk you we about him every single right. time <laughs> and, and our guests do too you know yeah. they come on and they're like oh my god it's so amazing yeah we love it there Yeah. Um, and if you want to get a hold of uh, Jennifer's Wines you want to go ahead and give us um, um, a Address for the wines as well. Uh, Jennifer at raftwines.com is my email there, or just raftwines.com. And it's funny, I have like the two different email addresses, and I tried to keep them separately, mm-hmm. but I can't tell you. Like sometimes I get duck orders to my wine address, <laughs> or wine orders to my duck address, or duck orders on my Instagram emails, Aww. or I get messages <laughs> everywhere. So. As long as the orders are coming in, right? You know, right. I, I managed to make it work and get them to the right places. Good job. <laughs> Good job. Uh, this was so great. Anything else you want to share? Thanks. You know what? Can County. you give us contact information for the slow food uh, movement? Because I think that's something that if people don't know about it, it would be good to look into. Um, slowfoodusa.org or slowfoodrr.org. And we'll add that to the show notes. Yeah. Yeah. I think just even beyond kind of ducks, it's a good community if you're interested in good, clean, fair food to kind of get involved in support the movement and they're having an annual um national meeting in denver this summer oh wow. here in the united states yeah, yeah. nice they had one okay. this is the third maybe they kind of did a couple trials and then a full-on one last year mm-hmm. and then coming up again this year in june mm-hmm. i believe and if you can sneak to italy they have one there every other year yeah. which is pretty <laughs> amazing that. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome yeah. all right well thank you both for joining us on the show we um um Jen, we look forward to you making a, um, in the future, a Pinot Noir to pair uh, perfectly. That's why I have the it. Syrah. I'm We're <laughs> trying to convince everybody Syrah goes with that. Okay, uh, good. I'm, I'm glad you fought yes. me on that. I'm one. going so to fight you. Because yes. people in France, are, they often serve like aged Bordeaux with duck. They're not right. serving yeah. Burgundy with it. Right. So right. got to change people. Oh, I love that she snapped back so quick. I do too. <laughs> I, I love a coat roti with my duck. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, if you want to listen to either show, you can go to thebikegoeson.com, Sandra and I's website, and you can link you up there, or you can go to Radio Misfits Podcast Network and either download the um, Bike Goes On or the Winemakers episodes um, um, with the Reichardt family. And we'll look forward to talking to you next week. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you.